0: It is Friday, September 22nd, 2023. This is another edition of Football Today. That is Bobby Skinner. You know him from the Talkin' Giants world. I am Chris Rose. Producer Mikey along for the ride as well as we get you going to a full weekend of football here in week three, which started actually Thursday night, Bobby, with your Giants. Like, do you you have a sleepless night after they lose on a Thursday? Because I can tell you as a Browns fan, that's pretty much, you know, it ruins my football weekend. I got to be honest.
1: Well, yeah. And it's like, we have to do the pod afterwards and you know, we don't, we don't do instant reaction pods. Cause we collect, Hey, make sure you're as level headed and everything is right as possible. So we're up to like four in the morning. And then it's like, oh. get up at seven because Hey, you got to get ready and get social media ready for the next day and stuff posted. Um, so those are sleepless days and this, and the, and the giants have been horrible in primetime since Eli uh, mm. has been gone, which makes, uh, every primetime game, you just kind of almost dread it. Uh, from a covering-the-team standpoint. Okay, well, let's try and cheer you up, okay? And we'll
0: talk about some other things outside of the Giants, but we'll start with the Giants and actually the team they lost to, who, in my opinion, is the best team in the NFL, and that would be the San Francisco 49ers. Um, listen, they've won – it's 14 in a row, right? Overall, regular season games, 13 or 14. Whatever it is, Purdy's now 8-0 and as a starter. Um, He's been very good nobody is going to call him an elite quarterback because of that is Kyle Shanahan the most valuable head coach right now in the NFL i
1: i still think Sean McVay is one but uh oh. the 49ers what 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 Shanahan does and and purdy deserves credit right like you if you guys watched the game obviously everyone watched the game last night it's very weird cuz he has misses right mm-hmm. but he always makes the right decision. Like he's always picking what's like, what the defenses are giving. And I just think like what Shanahan does is makes it easy for guys to do that. Just like, Hey, just trust your eyes. Stay on time where they throw, like you see all the motion, you see Kyle juice check, the fullback all over the formation. Um, and then you see like, they got him, the giants got them in third and long consistently. Right. And they just got, like, they gave up two screens on third and 15 and third and 13. And some of that was like the brilliance of Shanahan where, you line up with like a, a tight end and, and the fullback, and you're thinking, okay, they're gonna try and run some, you know, like max protection. No, they motion the fullback out and everyone is able to block well and get a screen. So obviously Shanahan's great. Um, but I do have McVeigh as more valuable over him in the league, but that's just because I think McVeigh is so great. I'll
0: tell you this, man. Kyle Shanahan has never had anything close to an elite quarterback. And they have always been among the best teams in the league as long as Jimmy G's been healthy and now that they have Brock Purdy. I mean, it's amazing that all you need to be a Super Bowl contender with this organization is either Jimmy Garoppolo or Brock Purdy. Just for a second, just say that out loud. Isn't that kind of wild?
1: Yeah, but I will say, I mean, they have all pro talent across the roster. Like, Might every be- single position. Yes, Um, you know, like Iuk didn't play last night, but you have Ayuk and Debo who are both those guys, Kittle's and all pro. McCaffrey might uh, you know, is top you know, at least top three at minimum. Some people think he's the best back in the league. I'm kinda in on the Bijan hype train. Um, you've got the best left tackle in the game in Trent Williams, and then defensively, you have the defensive player of the year. You have the best linebacker in the game in Fred Warner. Uh you've got, you know, their safety, How Funga uh, was all pro. So they just have and that was that was like you know, from the Giants' perspective going into this game, it's like they're just way more talented than us in every position. Oh, and like you said, they are very well coached where, you know, I talked to – you know, it's like you have Check Kittle, iop Debo. Those guys are all pro in the receiving game. Well, they're also all pro in the running game too. Like mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan, he makes his wide receivers block. They spend lots of time making their wide receivers block, and that's why they have runs that pop off. Uh, for big games is because those guys are blocking their tight ends blocking juice is like very under i mean remember the story that came out that juice was reading defenses for jimmy garoppolo um like what shanahan is able to do and get the most out of everybody is nothing short of fantastic they just kind of but- ha- he's gonna he's gonna have to win a super bowl for people to put him as that the guy in the league it's just kind of the way it works Well, see, but here's the reason
0: I think that he is, if you were to have a coach's draft, I think that right now he's number one off the board. Um, You say, you know, they have all this amazing talent elsewhere. The only reason that they can do that is because they don't have to pay their quarterback $40 million a year, right? Even when Jimmy G was at his top dollar, you're talking about low 20s. And that allows you so much more financial flexibility to keep guys around that you want to keep. Or to bring certain guys in, like a Javon Hargrave, or whatever. I mean, shit, they're they're play, paying Brock Purdy less than a million dollars a year. The guy's got a freaking roommate. How many quarterbacks in the NFL have a damn roommate that they're not married to?
1: Yeah, but I, I, I do think Brock Purdy, like even back at Iowa State, it was like I remember I didn't I wasn't watching him specifically, but I love Charlie Cole, or their tight end. You had sure. Hutchinson and then Brees Hols, all so you watch that offense, and he knows how to operate an offense. It's just, his only short his shortcoming is that he misses throws sometimes, right? He um, was the
0: last pick of the draft
1: though, Bobby. It's there's not one person who
0: watched him play in college even though he had a ton of starts and went that's an elite dude. He might end up being a pro bowl quarterback, but nobody once again we do this almost every show. 1 through 32, line up your starters in the NFL. When is Brock Purdy getting
1: drafted for your team? Oh, probably so, I mean, somewhere in the top 15, I'd, I'd say. Okay. But at the same time, but look at go one through 32 through every other position on the team team. <laughs> the 49ers are one at a lot of spots. They're one at left tackle. But better, at the most know. important spot, we just kind of go with San
0: Francisco because of their coaching, in my opinion. We go, okay, well, he's good enough. He's good. Now, there's certain guys that weren't good enough, right? Nick Mullins couldn't get the job done there. CJ Beathard couldn't get the job done. Shanahan had a terrible record. <laughs> If it was anybody but Jimmy G.
1: Let me ask you this. Do you think Brock Purdy is like significantly better than Jimmy G? Because I do. I I need to see it late in games. That's
0: where Jimmy struggled. When they needed a big drive, for the most part. He had one regular season drive against the Rams that I could remember to get them into the playoffs that year. And that's the only one that sticks in my mind. So I need to see more out of Brock Purdy in crunch time when they're down four. Can he get a touchdown with two minutes to go?
1: Yeah, I I, I do. I think Brock Purdy moves, like, manipulates the pocket better. Mm -hmm. And I know they're like, oh, well, they win. They've won with Jimmy G. I mean, that Super Bowl run, I think they threw the ball less than 20 times on their way to the Super Bowl. Like, it was – I mean, it was kind of – it was one of my favorite games ever, that game versus the Vikings, where they were – it was like – it's the brilliance of Kyle Shanahan, where he's like, they literally did not – they just stopped throwing the ball. They just ran it play after play. And I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And – like you said, it speaks to the brilliance. But I, but I do think Purdy is is a decent, like a pretty solid upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, we'll see. We'll see. All right, let's move on. Uh, the defending Super Bowl champs will welcome the
0: Chicago Bears into town this weekend. Chicago 0-2. Justin Fields may have lost a little respect this week, depending on how you see this. He said that he's thinking too much instead of just playing, and it led to this exchange with the local media.
1: What do you think was causing you
0: to think so much? Maybe think too much. Um, you know, could be uh, you know, uh, coaching. Uh, I think, but um, you know, at the end of the day, it makes it, you know, uh, they're doing their job when they're giving me, you know, what to look at and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I, you know, can't be thinking about that when the game comes. I prepare
1: myself throughout the week, and then when the game comes, it's, you know, it's it's, it's time to play free at that point. So um, you know, just thinking less and you know, playing more.
0: All right. So later in the day, he then had another kind of mini press conference in the locker room. He kind of backtracked. The staff said, "Listen, Justin Fields is not a finger pointer, but how much harm, in your opinion, was done by his original statement?"
1: I don't know if it's like harm from the statement, but it's a mess, right? And it's like every single, like from top down in that organization. I watched the Ryan Poles press conference. Uh, you know, it comes like Tyreek Stevens in their rookie corner says Matt Eberflus hasn't addressed them about their defensive coordinator. I think everyone in that organization looks horrible. But with fields, like here's where like and we've said I've said it on like some of the last couple of shows, you know, uh, with Robert on Monday and me and you, Rose, talked about it, where like I don't think they're doing him any favors, despite the fact that he is a big part of the issue. Here's the reason why the coaching isn't doing him any favors. Because he passes up open throws. Because he is one of the worst quarterbacks when you just put him in a drop-back passer. That's why. That's why, because the coaching needs to put together an offense that is a baby baby offense that allows you to just use your legs. So, for Fields, I, I would be so frustrated if I was his coach, even if I had my own issues, that, hey, we're going through the tape and you're screwing this up and you come out and say oh well the coaching has me robotic no they're asking you to just operate a regular drop back passing offense and hit open players um like this was this summer of fields where the hype was crazy because of the legs and hey if he i do think he should use his legs more because that's what he's the best at but until he can operate at least the basics of a drop back passing offense he's not going to be a good quarterback and that and i don't think he's going to be a good quarterback in the nfl
0: So there's two two big components here. One is the locker room. Right. I mean, as a quarterback, you have to be the leader. There are so few quarterbacks that don't have a C on their chest. Right. I I haven't done a, a poll to figure out which guy is not the not the captain. But I would say virtually every starting quarterback is the captain of a team. And I just wonder how it always plays in a locker room. That's the number one thing. Like, I don't care how that plays in the media in Chicago. I don't care how it plays nationally. I don't care what all the pundits are saying about stuff. I care about what those 53 dudes, how they look at Justin Fields. What he did was he said something that he was thinking. And you can't always do that. Right. We in the media world, we love people that say whatever is on the top of their mind. He could he he's not allowed to say what he said. I mean, he's
1: allowed to. But man, it just throws everything into a tizzy, don't you agree? Oh, I agree. And if you don't think that the the front office who didn't draft him thinks the exact same thing, you're out of mind. So if Ryan Poles, their GM, is kept for year three, do you think he's gonna he's gonna put his reputation, like his his career, on the line for Justin Fields? No, he's gonna restart the quarterback clock because they're they're gonna be high up. Like it's it's essentially a guarantee unless Fields just totally turns the season around. But, um. I also thought, I don't know if you watched the Ryan Poles press conference. One, they left, he gave us a, a state, his statement starting saying, I don't have any information on Alan Williams. So what no. are you talking about after yeah. week two for? We're not panicked, which definitely says we're panicked uh, after week two. And then says, Fields is not a fingerprint. Basically, like having Twitter arguments um, after two weeks in the season and then answer questions for like three minutes. Um, I don't I, I don't think he what he's done has inspired anyone to think he's some great G. I mean you trade the thirty I mean the, the pick the for uh DJ Moore in the in the first round picks was awesome, but hey, that was because they had the worst record in the NFL, so they were able to pull that off with with a Panthers team that was hungry to do it. Um and then like again, they haven't like their hood coach hasn't told their defense anything on their D de- like hasn't even addressed it. Um I think it's it's just a total mess over at Hallis Hall. Again. So here's the reality.
0: Justin Fields, 5-22 and as a starter, sub-60% completion, almost a one-to-one touchdown-to-interception ratio. They've lost, oh, by the way, 12 in a row. Let's play a little trivia. How many Chicago Bears quarterbacks have made the Pro Bowl in the Super Bowl era?
1: I know Trubisky did because I was at that Pro Bowl in the rain, fifty degree weather in Orlando. Shout out! Yes,
0: he was the um, he was like the fifth
1: backup that was all these guys pulled out, so he made it. Yes, that twenty eighteen Bears season was fun. Yes, um, I'm going to say one. I think it's just Trubisky. Come on, you're shortchanging
0: Jim McMahon in 1985.
1: Well, I thought Jim maybe Jim McMahon didn't make it uh, to the Pro Bowl though. I thought that was I thought that was the 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 trivia part of it was it's just one. It's only Trubisky. That's in nearly 60 years. They have had two,
0: I will repeat, two Pro Bowl quarterbacks. This this organization cannot get out of its own way. They're going to be drafting another one next year. Justin Fields won't be a part of the program. I mean, they're, I, I just don't, I don't even think he hangs around. Why would you do that? If you're going to draft a young quarterback, why would you have a guy who was just a first-round pick hanging out here? I mean, it's a second straight time. They're going to have a high first-round pick on a quarterback that they're not even going to exercise a fifth year option on. That's dreadful. Oh yeah,
1: like if 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 Fields turns this around, this is like a miraculous turnaround mm. for a quarterback. Be- because because again, the rushing ability is awesome, right? And I do think he needs to get quicker to that. Mm. But the reason like the reason for that shouldn't be, well, I I can't see the defense well, so I'm going to run. It should be like, hey, when stuff isn't covered up, run right? Like, use your legs, make them a weapon. But if the the, the legs are just, hey, I, I don't read defense as well, so I got to run more. That's not the defense of a quarterback that you think it is. All right, just
0: give me a yes or no. As long as he's healthy, Justin Fields is the starting quarterback for the
1: entire season. I'm gonna just say yes, but that's tougher than 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 you think, man. Cause they, they will pull the plug on his ass. I have no doubt that they oh. I, I, I would not be not no doubt. I would be I I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. This seems like a, a very weird front office. It is a weird one. But I think if Nathan Peterman is your next best option, isn't that well right? he's not even their QB two, it's Tyler Bagent. This uh oh, badge is this oh, rookie agent.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. The arm wrestling guy's son.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Forgot about him. Okay. Uh, let's move on to a pair of playoff teams that are winless. They meet in Minnesota this weekend. Chargers and Vikings, loser leave town. Is it over for the squad that falls
1: to 0 3? I mean, you think so, right? Like especially if it's the Chargers. They have the Raiders, Cowboys, and Chiefs in the next three games. Um Yeah, I think so. Which which team? I think the Chargers are a better team right? Because the yes. Vikings kind of took, we talked about it last week, where the Vikings took an approach of not really trying to get better this offseason. In fact, they mm-hmm. actively got worse. Um I mean, this, to me, this is a much bigger game for the Chargers than it is the Vikings. Because if the mm-hmm. Chargers lose this game, like, Staley's out of there. And you're making, ends like, okay, you just hired, son Kellen Moore. And the offense has been fine with San, uh L.A. Um Not Anything special, but they've been solid. Um, it's just defensively they have not been able to get out of their own way. So like I have I have a hard time getting a read on either of these teams. But I do think both like I think the Vikings are gonna put up a lot of points. Um, so maybe they end up getting this win. But I when picking this game, I just went like, you know what, the Chargers are more talented across the board. I'm going Chargers. Okay, so here's the good news.
0: Both teams started 0 2 last year and made the playoffs. Okay, that's a good deal. But I'm going to throw this at you. Since 19- Wait, they did?
1: I thought the Vikings, the Vikings beat the Packers week one.
0: Oh, they did. All right, so the Chargers. Is it the Chargers or is my research off? Maybe I was drunk last night. and So strike that from the record, Your Honor. This one I did check, okay? Since 1990, just four teams out of 158 that started 0-3 made the playoffs. We use 1990 because that's when they started having six teams. We now have seven teams per conference that make it. So that's two and a half percent of the time. If you start 0 and 3, you'll have a chance to make it. Basically, it's not happening. If you start 1 and 2, that improves to 25%. That is a monumental leap. You feel way better. You don't feel great at 1 and 2, but at least you feel good. Now, you mentioned it. The Chargers defense has been horrible. They've given up the most yards, the third most points. They even let freaking Tennessee come back from a double digit deficit. You know how hard that is to do? Yeah, and Tennessee looked horrible week one. They look like the worst team in the league week one. Right. So, um, I got more stats for you if you like this. Chargers are the first team in NFL history to start zero two, even though they have yet to turn over the ball and have scored at least fifty points. So That's... that means that means that they haven't really done a ton wrong on offense. They have a shitty overtime series against Tennessee. Um, you know, they end up losing to Miami late you know, when they need big drives, they're maybe not getting them. But we're not talking about they're turning the ball over on their own 17 and giving the other team a short field. That's going to happen at some point. And this will be an unmitigated disaster if they fall to 0-3. If they fall to 0-3 after paying their quarterback big time and having a ton of talent around, what the heck, you know, Austin Eckler, who knows if he's going to play, still has that bad ankle. It's you're right about Minnesota. They're they're moving on from Kirk Cousins. They slowly got a, rid of a lot of decent talent in the offseason that could have could have helped them. They're building for something big. Chargers,
1: it's supposed to be now. Yeah, and if the Chargers win this game, like if you look at the picture, like the Chargers should make the playoffs, right? Like if the Dolphins, they're gonna make it. Right? The Bills, they're gonna make it. The Chiefs, they're gonna make it. One of the AFC North teams will make it. Pro- the Ravens are two and zero. You have yeah. one, and then you have two more spots after that. Do you? Where where are you going with those last two spots? I think one of the other AFC North teams makes it, and then it's like the Chargers and the third team in the AFC North.
0: Um, yeah, I think that's the way it probably feels right now. But there's only what two undefeated teams in the entire
1: AFC through you know, yeah, Dolphins through, and Ravens
0: through two weeks.
1: That's so it. it's like the, the Chargers, if you win this game, like your season can get back on track. Mm-hmm. You know, you beat one of Dallas or Kansas City and and you're kind of, you know, then you're, you're three and two and you're feeling good about this team. So the Chargers, Staley had some a little, he got a little testy with the media after. And it's, hopefully there's, for them, there's no panic in there because they really have like, hey, win this game and the season is fine. Like get back on track. Right. Like if you like there should not be panic within the Chargers. like you said, they've been fine offensively, but you have enough good players on defense to not be doing like giving up what they're giving. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you have the pass. I know Mac isn't the same guy he once was, but he's still really good. You have Bosa, you know, Derwin James, like they have talent uh, uh, on that defense where they shouldn't be in that spot. Yeah, they're horrible. And oh, by the way, Brandon Staley, defensive head coach.
0: Hmm. All right, uh, seven NFC teams are still unbeaten. Bigger prove-it-to-me game for 2-0 and o Washington, which plays host to Buffalo, or 2-0 at Atlanta at Detroit.
1: Well, my question for you would be, what are these two teams trying to prove individually?
0: I think they're trying to prove to themselves. I Well, I, I have a clear answer on this one. So if you want me to, I'll start even. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I think it's Washington, and to me, it's not even close. Atlanta is, I think we all thought that Atlanta, depending on how Ritter develops this year, would have a shot because they did add some talent. They added a lot of veteran presence, particularly on the defensive side of the football, and they are in a terrible, terrible division. So just three two and out teams. They're still... Come on. Isn't that hilarious?
1: <laughs> like, I don't think yeah, you I feel to confident think, about any of those teams of that. and they're still
0: 2-0. Right. But they are... Wouldn't we admit, like, if we're ranking divisions, this is
1: probably as bad as it gets. Maybe the AFC South. Oh, well, I mean, definitely in the NFC, which is why it's so funny that they have three 2-0 teams. Um. Well, here's... Now, if the Commanders beat the Bills, obviously it's huge for them. But the why I would pick the Falcons is because if the commanders lose to the bills, I don't lose any respect for what they've done so far this season. Um, and also the commanders are in a situation like we were talking about the Giants before the season is there's two teams in their division that are going to be clearly better than them with Dallas and Philly um, where the Falcons, I feel like if they win this game, like the Detroit's a solid team. So, and you know, they beat the chiefs in week one, uh, you know, they lost to the Seahawks. The Seahawks are a solid team too. So if the Falcons are able to win this game, it's like I think they're they are the like clear division front runner uh, in that division because the other guys that haven't really beaten, you know, they beat the you know Saints, beat the Panthers, and then the Titans who both look horrible in those games, and then the Bucks. I got I, I got to take the Bucks a little more serious, I guess, with their Baker Magic, but um, I think Falcons have more to prove because they have the more winnable game. They do. Um, that's why I'm looking at Washington.
0: If they get off to a 3-0 and start, that would be really impressive. I know week one, it was a mess against Arizona. And then, you know, they came back from an 18-point deficit on the road against winless Denver. But I think probably one of the um, most underappreciated units in all of football is the commander's defense. Since the start of last year, they are top. Uh, they're eighth in points allowed. They're second in yards allowed. They're number one in getting off the field on third down and they're seventh in sacks. This is a, this is a team that is really good defensively. Sam Howell is intriguing at the very least. I think he's interesting. Don't you?
1: You remind me of Baker. Like I know that's the take that everyone said, but Ooh. he kind of he creates sacks. He has, can throw a nice ball here and there. Um, I mean, commanders have talent in good positions, right? Like, that defensive line is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, the wide receiver trio is really nice. Um, and I, I need to watch them more closely because I want to see what the stuff that the is doing with them to make them successful. Um, but I, I, I just like the Falcons. Like, the Falcons are kind of my love child this year. Yeah, they're fun. And and I want to see them beat the Lions. Last time, Washington started off 3-0. Want to give a guess? I'll say two. When did when did when did uh Gibbs come back? I'll say two thousand six. You're close. Oh, you just overshot the runway a bit. Oh five, and who was their quarterback? That wasn't um. Wasn't Jason Campbell? Was it? He was on the roster. Then that means it would be. It was at that. So that's after Patrick Ramsey. I don't I don't know who. Oh, oh, Mark Brunell, easy. Mark, easy. Brunel Mark, Brunel. Mark Brunel Mark Brunell. Mark Brunel. Brunel is correct.
0: There yeah. you go. There was you that go. Joe Gibbs? I believe it was Joe Gibbs. Okay. Yeah, I think they made the playoffs that year and everything. So, interesting. All right, last thing. Bummer. Bummer, bummer, bummer. Season a lot of big names lost for the season already. Cowboys will be without their uh Pro Bowl corner Trayvon Diggs rest of the season towards ACL in practice. Stinks. Um how much does this put a damper
1: on their Super Bowl aspirations? I think it's a pretty big deal for them, right? I know Diggs kind of was like the, uh, you know, a joke, like uh, like a o- online joke because he gave up so many yards, but he created big plays. But he had he had improved a lot from that All Pro season he had, where he gave up all, you know, he had the what was it, ten interceptions, um, and he was balling this year. I mean, he gave like his here's his advanced stats, Chris. He gave up two catches on eight targets for 26 yards from targeting him. 24 of those 26 yards were an Isaiah Hodgins catch where Trayvon Diggs forced the fumble. Mm-hmm. He had already had an interception right. when matched up with Garrett Wilson. He was uh, 0 for three against him, um, and, and we know. And he embodies what that Dallas defense does, which is like we're playing aggressive. We may give up a play here and there, but we're coming at you, and we're gonna we're going to. We're going to cause havoc. We are a havoc-causing defense, and Diggs was a huge part of that. And I think he's like really established himself as one of the best, you know, corners in the game. And anytime you lose that, like that's a that's a huge worry. And I don't I don't know if they have the depth that they are built for. Like Stephen, you know, having Stephon Gilmore there is nice, but Gilmore's not the same guy he once was, right? he had like the jets actually did pretty well for him you know 107 of zach wilson's 170 yards came against gilmore the you know the garrett wilson big play happened against gilmore despite that gilmore did get an interception too um but it's gilmore's not my word. It's who's who's the who's the second guy after gilmore it's a fair question um so trevon Diggs came into
0: the league in 2020 Since then, he has missed five games, and in those five games, Dallas has gone three and two, but they give up an average of five points per game more without him. If you're just into counting stats, just the simple stuff, the interceptions, passes, defense, he is tied for first in interceptions since he came in the league. He is second in the league in passes, defense. And if you look at their schedule coming up, they're going to be fine. They're going to make the playoffs. That's not a problem. But in two weeks, they've got San Francisco. They've got the Chargers ahead. They've got two with the Eagles. They've got Detroit, Miami, Seattle, Buffalo. These are all teams that can throw the ball pretty well. Even Washington twice. We just talked about them and their wide receiver core. It's a lot of firepower they're going to be facing, and I don't think that they have answers.
1: No. Now, luckily for them, they have the pass rush to yes. cause enough havoc. But, th- again, we are talking about a, a team that has higher standards where when you're playing San Fran, when you're playing Philadelphia – where are you? So, do, so after, I mean, they've had was a good first two weeks as you can have. Um, do you have them above San Fran or Philly? I and Philly's have, have had a little bit of a bumpy start despite mm-hmm. being two and zero. No, but I wouldn't. I would. Yeah,
0: uh, even if Diggs was still playing, I wouldn't have them above it yet. Now they're yeah. going to be fine this weekend. They've got a homecoming game. I think they're on the road against Arizona, aren't they? but they own that place. They, they always take over that. Place.
1: Oh yeah. The, I, I, the Cardinals, I don't know if they still do it, but they used to, like if you bought a ticket for the Cowboys game, you had to buy a ticket for another game too. Mark, good business. Can't, can't hate them for that one. Uh, there's actually not a
0: ton of great games on the schedule this weekend, but you know, things always shake down. Like after week three, you start to look at some things and some trends and you can start to formulate like what a team is all about. Um, Although I have heard that because of kind of a relaxed preseason schedule, like week three is where it starts to kick in, like the offense starts to knock off some of the rust because the defenses just feel way more ahead, and then that's where we are in week three. But we'll all be glued to the set because we're walking it, we're watching it, record numbers.
1: I love it, I love it. So yeah, but I I do think digs is a is a pretty damn big loss for Dallas. Um. So, yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited to have a Sunday with some stress-free, no-Giants football. Okay. it will be the complete opposite for me as I continue to uh,
0: call the Browns game. This one in Cleveland against um, Northeast Ohio native Mike Brabel and his Tennessee Titans. We are back at it again on Monday, so enjoy your football weekend. Enjoy your Sunday, however you consume your NFL product. For Bobby Skinner, check out all his work on Talking Giants. I am Chris Rose, and for our producer, producer Mikey, shout out to you as well. We will see you Monday on Football Today.